All right, it's Friday. Happy Friday, and thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Three days till the Iowa caucuses. It's game time. Looking forward to being uh, on the road. We're going to be in Iowa doing the show on Monday, God willing. They have two big snowstorms between now and then. They got one tonight, one tomorrow. Uh, Monday, it is forecast to be 20 degrees below zero. I mean, and I love the people of Iowa. I do. And they're hardworking, salt of the earth, uh, farmers. And I mean, they're, they're just the best. They're the be- the, they make America great, the people of Iowa. And I know many of them, you know, they're going to brave these, these low temperatures and they're going to they're gonna get out there and they're going to caucus and it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the turnout ends up being. But I bet a lot of people still turn out and uh, they'll make it happen. Uh, Linda, you looking forward to 20 degree below zero weather on Monday? I mean, I am. I'm a big fan of the winter. I'm a big fan of normal. And, you know, Iowa right, gives me I'm both a big of those fan things. Of, I love the snow. It's like seeing God in his majesty. And, you know, it's it's cool. But I prefer when it's like 30 degrees and snowing or, or 28 degrees and, slowing, and snowing, not 20 below after a snow. Cause, I, I mean, mean that, the, that, I hear you. But the good thing about it being that cold is you actually get snow and then it stays for a little while. Like we get snow here in the Northeast and then like it's gone. Like it's so fast, you know? Yeah. So fast. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for the rest of the country, it's not going to be that for me, it's going to be that fast. Cause you know, I'm going to get my ass home as quickly as I can to Florida. Um, you know, just to give you, um, you know, we've done so much on this state versus state debate. And later on, Ron DeSantis will join us about it, about, uh, you know, some of the differences and we'll talk about the campaign. We'll talk about Iowa, et cetera. But, you know, let me just tell you what's going on in, in California. I, I mentioned it earlier in the week, but I didn't give it to get into the specifics and the details of this. And I, I want you to understand this major migration out of states like New York, New York, New Jersey, California, Illinois. It's so real. And, you know, I, I've been playing a couple of cuts. I won't play them now. One of Kathy Hochul saying, you know, you know, get on a bus. Get the hell out of town. Get the hell out of town. Go down to Florida. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, how many governors are telling their citizens that they don't belong because they don't think like everybody in, in the state or like the majority of the people in the state? That, you know, you OK, fine. I'm, I, I'm not going to stay where I'm not wanted um, or you know, Governor Cuomo say, you know, he had an honest moment. He said 1% of the people in New York pay almost 50% of the taxes. Uh, 5% of the people in New York pay over 60, what, 5% of the taxes. And 10% of people in New York, that's one out of 10 people pay 75% of the taxes in New York. I mean, you know, and then he said, tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. And we did. God forbid the rich leave. Now they're leaving. And that's creating a a huge problem. If you're pro-life and you believe in assault weapons and you believe if you're anti-gay, you're not a New Yorker. I mean, okay, you know, I don't know anybody that's a conservative that's, quote, anti-gay. But but whatever, he's making the point. If you're pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, what, they don't want you in New York for then either? I mean, what is wrong with these people? I mean, you want to talk about intolerance. You want to talk about, well, democracy is on the uh, ballot this year. Yeah, the very same people trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot everywhere. It's unreal. 
This is how bad, though, things might get in this country. I just want you to pay attention to this. It was in the Wall Street Journal, and Democrats in California introduced their wealth tax bill last winter. We talked about it at the time. It's now having hearings out in California in the state assembly. Lawmakers now need to fill a projected $68 billion budget deficit. Democratic legislators now are proposing a wealth tax as an alternative to any spending restraints. Now, to keep in mind, this is the same state that as of January 1 made it law. It's a sanctuary state, but they made it law that California will provide free health care to all illegal immigrants in the state. Free. Except it's not free because the people that will fit uh, foot the bill for this are the taxpayers in California. And the bill will impose an annual excise tax. Get this. 1.5% on the worldwide net worth of every full or part year California resident that exceeds a billion dollars starting this tax year. All right. Um, not, not a lot of billionaires, but it's still their money. And it's also money that's already been taxed. It's also money that if this wealth tax goes into effect, they're basically licensing, stealing money because this was not the law at the time the people accumulated the wealth. And it doesn't give people the option of even visiting the state. You know what's going to happen? If people have vacation homes in California, they're going to sell them. That's going to result in a further decrease in revenue for California. But then it gets even more interesting. As of January 1st of 2026, the state would then tax wealth that exceeds $50 million at a rate of 1% a year with an additional 0.5% tax on assets valued at more than a billion. Now, uh, again, maybe it's not hitting a lot of people, but do you really want to empower your government to take the money and confiscate the money of people that have already paid their taxes, their fair share, and and just give it to government? Why? So they can blow it because they're so efficient in the way they spend their money? You know, all these people that want to believe in big government, I keep asking, you know, so Social Security is headed towards insolvency. How's that working? Medicare is headed towards insolvency. How's that working? What happened to the lockbox for Social Security? All the money you paid in your entire adult life, uh, they squandered it and they used it and they mixed it with the general fund. So now... Both those are now headed for insolvency, and I don't know how they're going to fix it. Now, they have part-time residents. I don't know. How do you describe part-time? What, if you live there a month in the summer? You know, there's a lot of Floridians, for example, that have homes in the Hamptons or whatever in, in, in New York, and they spend a month or two up there in the summertime. Are you going to tax them for the month or two that they're there on top of the property taxes that they're already paying? Let me tell you what's going to happen. They're going to find, you know, a place in North or South Carolina to go to or a place in Tennessee to go to. There'll be a new Hamptons and all the people that ever invested in property in the Hamptons, their property is going to, you know, sink to next to nothing. Because the one thing I can tell you about people that have money or have accumulated any any degree of wealth, I've, I've not met a dumb one in my life. Especially, I don't know people that were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Um, but the tax would also get this, the tax would apply to non-residents of California who recently left the state. Now this wasn't even law by the time they left the state and they're going to retroactively 
enforce a law that wasn't even on the books for people that said they had enough with it and, and left the state. So you can check out of the state, but you'd still have to pay California's wealth tax if you do. Now, I can't, I, I can't in any way see that this is constitutional. I'm not sure, though, you know, how the federal government would even get to weigh in on this, um, although confiscation of one's property can be argued, I think, is a federal issue. But it would apply to nearly every asset somebody has accumulated in their life. That would be share, a share in any partnership they may have or private equity interest they may have or artwork and financial assets that they held offshore or, you know, the California Franchise Tax Board. In other words, their IRS, they'd, they would put the value on assets that aren't publicly traded. That means private businesses located outside the state could be examined by California's Board of Auditors and Appraisers. They don't even, they don't even have their business in the state. I mean, I think red states are going to have to come up with legislation at some point and, and prevent this and make that illegal and then let them fight it out in a, in a lawsuit. Because the wealth tax, you know, they're saying it would raise billions of dollars. It's basically conf- confiscation of people's money. And that's where the left wants to take this. You know, what, are the, what do we want? To each according to their need, from each according to their ability. Yeah, that's right out of Karl Marx. Great, brilliant strategy. I wrote a whole chapter in Live Free or Die, Socialism, It's History of Failure, because that's where they want to take the country. This would all predictably fail. It wouldn't work. I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable. Uh, this issue down in Georgia is getting bigger and bigger and bigger by the day, and that is this special prosecutor that worked with D.A. Uh, Fannie Willis in, in her office, you know, getting more money uh, than Fannie Willis is even being paid annually. And what did he do for the $650,000? We now know Fannie Willis met with the January 6th committee. Were they colluding? What happened during those meetings? I think we need to get answers from, you know, people like Liz Cheney and who was the other one? Eric Swalwell, whoever else. What's the other guy's name that was on the committee? All these people, all the Democrats on the committee. I want to know what was said. What did they say? What did they know? When did they know it? Were they giving them information that they were allowed to give? I also want to know about all these meetings. Now, this guy, this friend, if you want to call him a friend of Fannie Willis, they, they made trips to the Obama White House and apparently he charged the taxpayers of Georgia the money to do it. And he charged by the hour. This guy got $654,000 and then was taking extravagant vacations with Fannie Willis to the Caribbean and, and other, you know, beautiful places, very expensive vacations. Uh, you know, is that honest services fraud? Is that a federal crime in which a vendor gives uh, kickbacks to an employer? The district attorney would have personally benefited from an undisclosed conflict of interest. And uh, Fannie Willis now is up to her eyeballs in a lot of trouble over this. Uh, by the way, Jill Biden is now complaining. And this is we haven't even gotten to the big news of the day. And that is that Hunter Biden said that he will speak to the House. Let me let me tell you why this is happening. It's only happening because of House Republicans like Jim Jordan, James Comer, and Jason Smith. And it's only happening because Jim Jordan is looking, his weaponization committee, whether or not the DOJ's, D- 
DOJ has been politicized and weaponized. And there's so much scrutiny on Merrick Garland's Department of Justice that they cannot in good conscience, after what they did to Steve Bannon and what they did to Peter Navarro, who were both held in contempt of Congress and both arrested and both charged, and one of them was sentenced. I'm not sure. Was it Navarro that was sentenced? Bannon is appealing. I'm not sure. And not do it to Hunter. So the only reason that Hunter Biden now will go in and sit for the deposition, which is the normal order of doing things, then he can have his public hearing. The only reason he's going to do it is because Merrick Garland's been put in a box. And because of the scrutiny and the pressure of House Republicans looking into this very real issue about how Joe Biden's Department of Justice is weaponized, it's politicized. Our FBI has been weaponized and politicized also. We have a dual system of justice, and now it's about, it was about to be exposed, and the re- only reason that Hunter showed up with a stupid stunt this week is because he, in his mind, thought he'd get away with it. Just like we know, David Weiss's intention was never to charge Hunter Biden with anything. And then when those two whistleblowers came out and they described to the country that this was the most unusual case that they had ever witnessed and that they knew that special treatment was being given to Hunter Biden, well, then that forced David Weiss's hands, and then then he went to Plan B. Plan B was, well, we'll give Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal. Okay, Plan B didn't work out. We all know that, too. Why? Because a judge in Delaware actually read the plea agreement and then asked the the simple question of the defense, have you ever seen an agreement like this before? Uh, no, Your Honor. Then why am, why did you bring this to my courtroom? Then, there, then all of a sudden, the issue of whether or not he had the right to charge, which he was conflicted statements between, you know, David Weiss himself. He said to one congressional, uh, uh, I, got, I guess, one said to the Senate one thing, said to the House another thing. He took both sides of the issue of whether he had the authority. All the IRS whistleblowers said was, no, he said he did not have the authority to charge Hunter in other jurisdictions like D.C. and California. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. I would not be surprised if Hunter just pleads the fifth and then if Hunter doesn't want the public hearing. Our friends at MyPillow and their employees, they want to thank all of you, their customers, for all your continued support. And to say thank you, they are having a massive sale on not only overstock and clearance products, but new products as well. You go to the Sean Hannity Square when you go to MyPillow.com to find these low prices. Right now, you can get 50% off the all-new MyPillow 2.0. If you want to try another new product, they have their new flannel sheets. They're 50% off. They're not going to be in stock for long. They have their six-pack uh, towel set. That's as low as $29.98. Uh, they'll also provide free shipping, which is great, especially if you get a mattress or a mattress topper. All 100% made in the U.S. now on sale for $99.99. You'll get great sales on all their products, their dog beds, their blankets, their towels. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square, or just call and mention my name, 800-919-6090, MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square.